0: Welcome to Marta the Minimalist, a podcast for entrepreneurs like you, looking to minimalize your life, business, and mindset, with your
1: host, CEO, speaker, and best selling author, Marta Saray Greca. And we are live, recording the newest episode of Marta the Minimalist, where we like to bring you successful business leaders to share with you their stories and tips that they have found valuable to grow their businesses exponentially. Today, I have Matt Davis, one of our clients at Media the Creative Agency, and he's going to tell you the one thing that is a universal currency that you can leverage to exponentially grow your business and how he's used it to be in business successfully for 20 years while being present for his family with five kiddos and tow. So we have that in common and I love it. I love big families, obviously, because I just keep growing mine. But before I go on, Matt, tell everybody who you are and what brought you to what you do today.
0: Well, my name is Matt Davis, of course, you've already said. Uh, my wife and I own GDI Insurance in Turlock, California, We're right in the kind of the breadbasket Central Valley. Um, you know, my history, I did everything possible at the beginning of my career not to go into insurance. It's kind of a family business, family on multiple sides.
1: Tell me, and, I want to know why, though. Why did you do that?
0: You know, you go into, I just, it always seemed boring to me. Um, I didn't really ever understand it. And as a kid, I never took time to understand it um then in college I actually got my insurance license because I figured it'd be cool and easy to make a few bucks selling insurance um turned down scholarship academic scholarships to go away to school stayed local um then got my master's tried to get away and then eventually after a couple of jobs after school got pulled back into it and now uh here we are and I honestly say it's the best I don't know personally I think it's the best industry that nobody really talks about unless you're in it and then once you're in it you're like oh my god this is spectacular from you know, ability to make, earn a living and not just as owning the business, but just being and earning a living, uh, you know, a great living and having a great life with time, um, you know, working with clients and actually helping them achieve their goals. It's just, it, it's pretty fulfilling. So uh, pretty darn fulfilling. So I enjoy it a lot.
1: Yeah, we have, uh, we have multiple clients in the insurance industry and they tell us the same thing. It was like, really insurance? I don't know about that. But then when they get into it, they just feel so fulfilled Helping, um, helping clients with, you know, just feeling safe and secure and also sometimes saving that bottom bottom line or, you know, saving that bottom line. But um, we want to talk to, about, to the listeners about what is that one thing that they can leverage uh, to exponentially grow their business and being a continuous success and not burn out like you've been able to do uh, in 20 years in business.
0: Uh, it's it's one thing. It's time. Um, the one thing we can't you know mint more of. Uh, and it's been, it, I I would love to say that I've got it I've got it dialed in. I think I have it dialed in more much more than I used to, and probably more than maybe half of people out there. Um, it's just it's a continual learning process, day in and day out. But by leveraging time, we've been able to really find a way. My wife and I, and then my key team and I in the business, um, all of us have found ways in order to enhance our lives. lives of those we work with really well and it's been it's been freaking awesome so i i i every time we start talking about our business i start getting really really almost emotional about it just because i realize how fortunate we are and it's i mean it's not like it was a lucky thing it's just been a hell of a lot of work and, uh, and a lot of learning and then as we learn it there's just the appreciation for our position in life so
1: I like that you mentioned that because whenever you are in the beginning stages of business, for example, it is a hell of a lot of work of figuring out what are the systems? What are the processes? Who's your ideal client? What's my focus? But then as you mentioned, as you get further down the line in business of 20 years and you become more and more successful and you've learned how to leverage that time, it becomes a lot easier. Wouldn't you say?
0: Oh, absolutely. But that first bit, you feel like you're never going to learn how to leverage the time. But when you start in business, that's part of the gig, right? It's, you've got to get over that first hump. Once you climb that first mountain, it's not that, well, each mountain is pretty rough, but you get more seasoned with it and it gets better.
1: Yeah. And so somebody might be listening to this and they might even have been in business for 20, 30 years and they still haven't, they still feel like they're just grasping for for air that they're still kind of drowning and so they might say to you maybe matt you've got a situation going on that i can't maybe fathom and maybe they're and if you're listening and this is what you're thinking please tell us in the comments maybe you're thinking that's good for you but my life is too crazy so what are some things that you've been able to do to leverage in order to leverage your time that you found to be successful even as a dad of five kids who i'm sure there's there's schedules, there's to-do lists, there's activities.
0: Yeah, um, the one thing I'll say with our time, we were, we had a little bit of a setback with our middle child. Uh, she tore her ACL. She's in middle school, and uh, that happened last May. So it really slowed down on our personal life. A lot of the travel because we had a couple of kids in travel sports at the time, um, and then a lot of you know work obligations. But really, over time, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned to do is that nothing no point in time in my life have i found that everything is convenient that and everything works the way i want it to so i've started to pick my you know kind of pick your poison if you want to use that but, that term pick my mm-hmm. poison of what it is that i'm going to be okay with being uncomfortable with
1: okay so if it's
0: going to be you know for me if it's going to be exercise i prefer to exercise in the evening I just I, I don't feel warmed up in the morning and so I know it's something small but I have to go do my exercise in the morning because then it makes the rest of my life easier personal and professional and then I'm not worried about having to work an extra hour in the evening if I'm working on a project that I'm in a state of flow on it's like okay I, I kind of glance the clock not really registering what it's saying and I'm going to get in and just get this done um, and then I'm not chewing away time with, the, with my wife or uh, with any one of our five kids so
1: so how did you pick your poison whenever you said your kids uh, were in a lot of activities and one, your your middle child tore her ACL and she's, you said she's in middle school. How did you guys pick your poison? How did you guys handle that? Whenever the unexpected goes into your life, because that might be another question that the viewers and listeners, if they're watching, and again, if this is what you're thinking, tell us in the comments, they might go, yeah, but I have a lot of unexpected stuff that happens. And then all that leverage of time goes out the door. How did you handle that situation?
0: Um, you know, one thing is, is pick my wife and I've done a very good job and we fell part of my, which I don't know another way of saying it. We fell ass backwards into how we, how we really picked our roles in our household. When we were first together, you know, a little backstory on it. Neither one of us had any money. We were both worth about equally negative net worth. Yep, uh,
1: sounds familiar. <laughs>
0: yeah. so we talked about as we grew, the, as we grew the family. Now, you know, we're blessed with five children, three from her first marriage. And then uh, we had twins together. Um, we talked about it would be great if we could have one of us stay home you know, or primarily home or be at least working from home so that we were there with the kids you know after school and things and we didn't really know who it'd be at the time it was kind of like whose career is going to be able to to support offset. My wife make my wife has a spectacular career where she's able to work the equivalent of you know modest part-time but get a great full-time salary. Um so we looked at that and that when our daughter had that issue, we saw that our travel was going to get cut a bit because now we're not going to our soccer games out of town. We're not going to you know her soccer, her multi-time, multiple times a week trainings, um, on top of our other daughter who has you know stuff in her sport. Um, but what we were able to do is, is delegate between us. Okay, what are we going to do to get this done? So you know, going and figuring out what specialists to go to. I mean, no doctor is going to take an evening appointment, especially if you're trying to go. We we had the benefit of uh, Stanford pediatric orthopedics. We were able to get in. The actual head of the department did the uh, procedure on our daughter. But getting there, we looked through a half dozen different practitioners and clinics um, throughout Northern California, and even parts of uh, other areas. Um, but just being able to take responsibility for what we do and have trust in your team. I know I'm only talking about my family, predominantly my wife and I, but I have the same benefit here in, our, here in our organization is that you know as we cultivate our team, if there's the trust that you know one person is responsible for a task or a project, that they take responsibility, they pick up the ball, they run with it, and they finish the play. Um, that's the biggest thing is that okay one of us is going to go do something so when our our second oldest was in travel softball and she wasn't driving it to get herself to the early morning games an hour away or two hours away you know my job on Saturday morning was get up at 4 a.m get her there by six you know do the thing and then, my, and then my wife would come tag out we'd watch the games and she would drive her home and I would get to get home take a nap or whatever but we'd work our way through that so really right. it's going to come, come down to the team and the The strength and knowing and, and the trust that's there. That's also earned in the team.
1: Yeah. And I would have to say, and let me know if you agree about this is also the communication that comes with that, right. And staying committed to the task that you are a team, that you're going to work together on this because when, um, Stress gets in the way, or when unexpected circumstances happen, and you feel like time is just getting away from you. The human tendency is often for the ego to get in the way, and and for uh, for uh, conflict to bubble. So, what would you say one would handle that in, commun- in a communication aspect to ensure that they are leveraging their time? If they're needing to ask for help, or if they need to come up with a system where you're where you're um, you know relay racing with your spouse, what would you say?
0: Um, do not just assume that you go into autopilot and take over. So as most entrepreneurs in general have a tendency because they had to start from nothing when, when, you know, the crap hits the fan, what are they going to do? They go back to the top person on the list. They rely upon and they trust, which is usually themselves to get something done, which is the least efficient way to do it. Once you're beyond being a single person operation in any aspect of your life, the minute you're married, you're no longer a single operation, right? You are now a partnership. Um, in business the same way. So what, what I've found is when we're stuck in the, or when we get hit with one of those unforeseen circumstances or, you know, an emergency happens, you know, um, my first, my first default setting is to go into that scenario and just put my nose down and grind through regardless of the amount of time. And then all of a sudden I look up, look around and it's been, you know, I might've lost a week, a month, or just an afternoon. And I don't know what the hell happened healthy all the way around to do that. Um, And so what I've found, and I am nowhere near an expert in doing it all the time, because it's just, I have to be able to check myself mentally and kind of set my ego aside into where, okay, even though I might be the best at getting this done the fastest, it's not the best for everyone concerned. I need to work with those that I'm partnered with. And so my wife is very good at at, uh, bringing me back to reality every once in a while. She does it very lovingly, but you know, (laughs) I need need that. I need that um, confirmation pretty often. Um, Otherwise I can, you know, slip down the rabbit hole.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And you are right that that is something that a lot of entrepreneurs have in common. And I think the key is, is communicating lovingly. Like you said, she brings me back to reality. She does it very lovingly. And so there is a way to express the need for help and the need for boundaries and standards and systems and operations, but do it, doing it in a positive way uh, loving way, whether it's with your spouse or with your team. Um, and speaking of team, um, I'm, I'm actually going to surprise you with this question, Matt, because I didn't mention this before, but uh, my team and my team has been supporting you and your uh, marketing um, efforts online. How do you feel that has helped you to leverage your time?
0: That's taken a whole bunch off. So we actually, before using you guys, we had somebody I had dabbled with it myself in and out. We had somebody full-time for about a year and a half, and she was great, but she was more of a systems person. Um, having engaged you guys, has been pretty. Good. it's been pretty good. It's alleviated a lot of my stuff, and then also given me kind of the poking and the prodding to get certain things done that I'm not getting done on as a minor. Now I look at it as a minor task because it's, oh, it's going to take me like three minutes, four minutes, and I just don't get to the three or four minutes because it's like, oh, it's going to be easy. I'll do that a little bit later, and I don't do it. So fortunately, uh, Zach stays on me pretty good on your team, so...
1: Uh, yeah, I, we love that. <laughs> That's awesome. And now, speaking of uh, teams helping other entrepreneurs leverage their time, you help other entrepreneurs in other ways as well. Uh, you help them with other ways that you can uh, leverage your growth, uh, such as responsiveness, preciseness, and efficiency, which you say is not all are not always the three most used terms in the insurance space. But so, I'd love for you to explain that a little bit more.
0: So a lot of, a lot of the um, clientele we have, really, if you talk about our ideal customer, we jokingly say we like every color color as long as it's blue. Um, we like we like doing business with businesses that have their, their employees work with their hands, work on projects. And with that, though, there's a lot of insurance requirements that are required. So without going into the real boringness of it, if your stuff's not in place as of 5 p.m. today, you're not getting on the job site tomorrow. You're not allowed to install tomorrow. You're not allowed to work. So we have to be very responsive to our customers' demands, even if they're not timely in their request. And then we have to be very precise because even if we send it in, uh, I'm going to pick on we're in California. I'm going to pick on the California uh, Contractor State License Board. We can submit the the, uh, renewal information for workers' comp to keep somebody's uh, license active. The department does not notify the customer of of anything being wrong. They don't notify us. They don't notify us if they didn't receive it. And then our customer's license is just suspended. So we have to do that. We have to go through the process of getting it done and doing it as efficiently as possible. Now, my background, you know, academically, and then what I really tried to get into as a career was business consulting. I mean, my dream would have been to work at a Price Waterhouse or a Bain & Company or something like that. And, uh, you know, it just it wasn't in the cards for me. The closest I ever got is myself and one of the grad school, um, grad school classmates. Blew up to Seattle, the Pricewaterhouse's uh, headquarters up there. We interviewed, he got the job. I didn't, <laughs>
1: you <know?
0: laughs> uh, and you know what though, it's, a, he performed better than I did. And honestly, I, like if I had to lose somebody, I'm glad that he did, that he, that he was the one that beat me on it. Um, and it ended up, you know, filling me to where I can do what I want to do. Right. Insurance pays pretty well. So we get to consult your
1: business consulting. You really are. With yeah, every so interaction. We get to consult,
0: yeah. We get to consult all day long. Um, from, you know, safety and safety and risk engineering, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't you know, it doesn't really excite me either to talk about it, but that's part of what we do. But then we get into our clients and what their expansion dreams are, uh, what their growth dreams are, what maybe their exit, you know, I recently had, had a couple of clients, 30, 40 years in business, they wound down their business or sold them off, and working through them in that scenario, and then, um, you know, kind of making sure that, you know, and believe it or not, insurance in some of those scenarios can actually be a revenue generator when you're exiting a business and not necessarily just a removal of expense. And so we, you know, getting to talk to customers about that, that gets us excited. And then talk about efficiency and time. The minute we do that, and as we've been getting our team to do that, as they talk and correspond with our customers, uh, I noticed it a few years ago. Our customers were very, very delicate in how they'd asked to, to utilize my time with those with the customers that I was doing those, having those more consult- consultative conversations with. So now our team's doing the same thing and they don't want to bother, like, so our customers don't want to quote unquote bother our team with something that may be trivial in their mind. They want to just, they want to, if they're going to utilize our team, our team's time, they want to utilize it to the best effect. So our team is actually, they've spent a little bit of time up front, really establishing the relationship. And then we get to have the quality conversations that are really fun to have. And then we don't have the really boring ones. They'll actually leverage an insurance company directly to deal with a billing cl- problem because they, they value our time so much, which has made our team's lives better. And then our team actually handles more clientele with the same amount of, you know, or we handle more clientele, with the same amount of people. So with our budget, our wage, rate, our wage expense goes up and up and up, but our employee count doesn't. So our employees actually make more money, don't work as hard. It's, time is truly, now that we're trying to figure out how to leverage our time as one of our primary factors, it's been better for everybody.
1: That's awesome. And it sounds like you've done a really good job at attracting your ideal clients who are respectful. You guys have a jovial relationship where you're getting into each other's more interesting parts of each other's lives rather than the nitty gritty of insurance. And I know my husband who is, you know, the, the primary, um, the primary creative director on your account, he mentioned some story with COVID really hit California bad in terms of you guys were pretty much mostly shut down again, right, in California. And you had like kind of a nightmare situation a couple places, because as you mentioned, there's stringent timelines. If you do not get certain things in, your client cannot continue their projects. And I think there was some story where your team just really went above and beyond. Do you wanna share one of those stories?
0: Uh, yeah. So, you know, when COVID first hit, we, everyone had kind of like the what the heck moment. We didn't know what to do. Um, we were fortunate between some discounts we got with with uh, Dell directly. And then through one of our insurance companies, we ended up getting all of our equipment almost half off. So we basically duplicated everything we had and then replaced all our major machines. So Everyone was able to work remote, which allowed us the time. But there was that time when it was fueling a lot of calls where business owners and, and, you know, everybody was just kind of up in arms with, I don't know what's going to happen. And we were just more of a counselor than anything, but then we took it upon ourselves. And I don't know if this is the exact story that Michael was thinking of, but I wouldn't know anyways,
1: that... I wouldn't remember. So go for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we looked at it and we're like, okay, well, our customers, if employees are staying home and we had a lot of customers do, uh, having layoffs, we have a family fund center here in town, for example, and uh, you know, they had to shut down and they were shut down for the better part of a year. when we're making a thousand or eleven hundred dollars a month in revenue on one of their policies and now we're making less than eighty dollars a month um or we should be making less than 80. it you know maybe we should help that customer out is what we thought so we talked as a team and then our team went out we actually manually contacted every customer of ours that had workers compensation or a general liability policy that was based on a variable risk or variable factor. So, if it's based on your gross sales and you're closed, you're not you're not generating revenue, right? So, why wait until two to four months after your policy expires to get those premium dollars refunded? What we did is we reached out, talked to them, and we paid through the nose on overtime with our staff and everything else. But we ended up cutting down a lot of our customers' uh, policy basis. They got. They would get a refund, or they just didn't have to pay a bill for four months, five months, um, and then we had to do the same process again as they opened up to get them caught back up, so that way they didn't get this massive eighty percent of their original their original right. policy. Now that we cut it down, they're going to eighty percent of it back. So we worked with them through that, but then we were able to get their cash flow to meet. And by doing that, that's really where we kind of saw that time where our customers are really valuing our time. Um, one good example is our operations manager; she's been with us now. Coming this May, I think it's going to be 11 years. She's a rock star. She, uh, she went out of maternity leave with her first baby back in November. One of our key clients needed some work done and knew that, that our, key, our key person, her name is Stephanie, knew that she was already coming back part time and made it clear up front that this is not worth Stephanie's time. Please have someone else deal with it. And it, yeah. it, was a, it was a billing issue on an, on a worker's comp audit, really really boring stuff for a customer yeah. to worry about. But it was just funny the way that that this customer demanded. That, yeah. I mean, they were very nice about it, but, base, but basically demanded that, look, it's not worth her time. And then kind of hinted, it's probably not worth your business's time having her handle this task. Right. Let's go ahead and have it somewhere else. But her relationship with Stephanie on our team is so tight that... Um, Stephanie's time is protected, which means that now Stephanie didn't have to worry about that. So so the few hours a day or she never really worked part-time. She's still mostly full-time. She she just, she's that passionate about her client.
1: That big of a rock star. Yeah,
0: she's she's that awesome. But she, but her time was unable to focus on something more impactful for a customer. But our customers following that, I mean, it's just been, it's been a real blessing for us, but with COVID and that process, sorry, I'm kind of rambling. No, it's a uh, good story. But by doing that, we've had more of our customers and not just the large customers, because those are the ones that typically would have respected the time. It's kind of funny, and the ones that pay less in insurance just aren't aware of our business models. They don't know what we make and how we're compensated. But those that do understand, them, understand the business of it and then they're more respectful. So then they started to all see that they were respectful. Um, it's because we shared the, the, you know, when Tesla left California, we had an electrical contractor working there they instantly got over a $2 million project cut. Well, if you take what their rate is on liability, everything else, we backed it in. And it's like, you know, that was a half a salary we lost in our organization just on that one project. Um, and so, you know, as we helped, we used that as a way, because we that actually happened one to two months before Tesla actually uh, publicly announced they were going to Texas. Um, so we knew that. And so we would use that as an illustration as we spoke to our customers about it and be like, look, you know, we've already helped them reduce their their burden for insurance, let's help you do the same. And even if you're not sure if you're going to lose revenue yet, why don't we do this to protect ourselves? And we'll just check in in 60 days or 90 days. Um, Cause we don't mind sending in additional paper, additional electronic paperwork. It's just, it's, we log into a carrier system, click a few buttons and send it off. Um, but this way we can give the benefits to the customer.
1: Awesome. And so it sounds like you really have your client's best interest in mind in terms of what's going to be the best way to serve them whether it affects you or impacts you financially or not Um, so in thinking of that how because you are such a giver and, and such a you know generous person in trying to help others with their goals and your clients with their goals what would you say your goals are for the rest of the 2022 ahead
0: our goals this year um we've kind of switched business models over the course of the last couple of years. We went from being the traditional insurance broker, you know, where we have sales agents, this and that. We went back to just bringing it in-house, which, which pre going into COVID was a great decision. It looks like we were like a Nostradamus. We could see into the future a little bit. Um, but now we're going back into the, not the traditional model, but more of a traditional uh, sales model. Um, so going forward, our goal this year is, it sounds really aggressive, but we're looking at, we're tr- going to shoot for 20% growth. Um, and we want that year over year for the next three years, uh, and with that, that's going to take you know it's going to it's going to take a lot of leveraging to do. But there's a lot of benefit we can still provide our customers that you know will reduce expense on our end after we've proven it to our customers. So the same thing you talk about time, time is money. That'll help us get there. And then our customers really are our biggest driving force in new business. Still, you know everything else we do when it's with marketing, everything else it makes it to where once a customer gives a referral, it's like a slam dunk for us because they look us up somewhere. It doesn't matter what platform it's on. They find us and it's easy to do business. It's just how can we get the next person, you know, to get there? Because we have the ones that organically come through and they're they're through the normal pipeline. But once we get that referral and it's, I mean, it could be a matter of from the time we get a phone call on a Wednesday afternoon, you know, we can have that thing wrapped up by Monday or Tuesday. It's, it's yeah. really efficient and that'll help us grow that way.
1: So, in thinking in those terms, would you say that the best way for listeners and um, viewers to support you would be to just head on over to your social and follow you and um, maybe share some of your content? Because I know that the team is constantly writing content for you that is educational for the uh, blue collar industry. Would you say that?
0: Yeah, that would probably be the number one thing to do. Follow us on social share the information we give out a lot of information um, both what your team writes and then we do have some technical we do have a lot of technical stuff that's on our website um, that is uh, that's you know free to the public the only thing we the only thing we would we actually we don't charge for any of our additional services where we would have to is if somebody's not a client and we actually have to have boots on the ground or do manual work but I mean we have virtually unlimited education pieces available um, and you know if we don't if we don't provide value up front who the heck's gonna want to do business with us anyway I mean, we're in a value exchange economy now, truly. So, um, you know, we can't pitch somebody on the promise of hopefully delivering in the future. We have to deliver now.
1: Right. Well, you guys heard him and you'll see it in the show notes and also in the descriptions um, where exactly you can follow uh, Matt and GDI. And um, don't forget that if you do have any questions, I mean, Matt, you mostly specialize in California, in the state of California, correct?
0: Yeah, about 95% of our businesses in California then we we're in about 18 or 19 other states.
1: So if you know a business that is in uh, it like he said, well what is it? what is you saying you you'll support any color color as long as it's blue, right?
0: It's a, it's it's kind of a joke but it's true. Right. I mean, if, if you get there that's where we really get competitive. But we do everything. I mean, we've got the a couple of nice bakeries here in town. We've got some we got some um, you know, we got some large accounting off uh, organizations we insure too, but really where our juices get flowing, and we get excited about it is where we can give the most benefit. And it's when you have people with boots on the ground on clients, they're working with their hands, there's a lot of safety material they need, that becomes very expensive. In California, if you need an OSHA 32 hour certified professional on site, for a week, it can cost you, you know, five, six grand um, in some cases, uh, instances, whereas we have the ability for people to certify their own, that way one of their employees can qualify, it's just cost them the time of the of the employee's payroll to get certified.
1: Whatever that means, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. What I'm saying is is that you are, you are, you're so knowledgeable about this. And many of us entrepreneurs, we have our own zone of genius. Like you mentioned, you know, ours is marketing. So what he just said doesn't need to be your zone of genius, right? So if you do have any questions about it and you know a business or company with a team in the state of California, by all means, send them Matt's way, because as you just saw, he has a plethora of information in his brain that we couldn't even begin to think about. And that's why we hand off our insurance needs to people like Matt. Um, Thanks for being here, Matt. And thanks everybody for watching and listening. And again, ask your questions in the comments or just cheer us on. We'd love to hear from you. Bye everyone.